hello, Captain Evil. Hello. You look nice. Thank you. You look very, uh... What? What now? I look very what? Very... That's a good adjective, Steve Trevino. I'm just saying that it, you, you look very, uh, uh, comfortable. You look very comfortable. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a... No, no one can see the elastic waistband <laughs> on my pants. Don't give it away. Um, you look good, though. Thank and we're you. starting our episode. And it's like, I, I'm always in like a, a, a panic to, for these podcasts. Like, I'm always like, oh my God, like... What are we gonna talk about? What's gonna happen? Oh, I thought you were like, they like me, they really like me. Well, no, but I, that too, I have, <laughs> I have, I'm so insecure. Like, I'm so insecure that, like, you, I told you before, like, one comment crushes me. And now you're like, oh, I am funny? No, I'll have 50, like, oh my God, we love you comments. And then I'll have one that's like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And then I can't sleep. <laughs> Because I'm insecure. Oh, it's not that serious. But I'm insecure because I have divorced parents. Oh, the root of it. Just like that. Do you notice that, like, we don't even do a proper, hi, hello, welcome oh, to Oh, hi, Steve welcome Trevino to the show. It's Steve Trevino Captain Evil. We just, like, jump right in every episode. Well, no, because I'm like, okay, you know, uh, you know, episode one came out and people, you know, they loved it. But, but you know, uh, I also wanted to make sure that there were a lot of the questions were like, oh my God, so how does it happen with your in-laws and how do they feel about it? And so we've gotten a lot of that. Yeah. So then I start thinking about parents and then I start thinking, you know, you always think about, okay, why am I? That's a deep, deep well. Right. How, how am I, why am I who, how, the way that I am, right? Yeah. We know you're spoiled because. Okay. Because daddy Go right Raymond always. <laughs> Takes care of you. Because I was a pretty, pretty princess. You were a pretty, pretty princess. This woman has never heard the word no in her entire life. I don't necessarily agree with that. But I just want people to know that that I absolutely love my in-laws. I just don't and, take no for an answer. Um, you no, you, because your I've daddy. Heard it. I just don't take it, dude. Like, like when we when we first started living together. So I, I, look, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that 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 your parents are like filthy rich, but they're well off. I would I would use the term. I grew well up middle off. class. No, honey. Well, no, because when but I that's was what like, I mean. No, like, she like, has no clue, dude. No, in elementary She's like, school. I grew up middle class, you know, in a three thousand square foot house. We I had a we had I a pool. You want me to get it? I'll get it. I'll get into those pregnant pregnancy titties. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. They're the best. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. Just so you guys know, we're double mic'd. We have these microphones, and then we have the microphones just to make sure that that we don't lose um, mic. So anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, this one here. Oh, I'm middle class with your 3,000 square foot house, with your pool table, Wait, but I did not, that air was hockey. Not my Bro, this girl has. Home. Dude, this girl has an air hockey table, like like. Okay, by the way, if that gives you any idea how big their game room is, air hockey table and pool table, <laughs> right? So uh, middle class. She grew up middle class, right? 
uh, so no, actually, but when tell I, no, my parents both have their own businesses and are very hardworking and accumulated wealth over their time together. When I was in elementary I'm not school, sitting here saying no, that. No, when they, I was in they, elementary school, my I got my my school clothes. Mom and I would go shopping for my school clothes. We would put them on layaway, and then I'd get them. Right I, and I agree with started. that. That when you were very young, you know, as they were building their business, you know, because obviously Rebecca, your little sister, my younger sister, grew up very differently than very I did. differently than you did. Yes, because by the time your little sister was was young baby you they were already in the 3,000 square foot house with the pool table so let's tell this story dude this girl kicks so much ass in air hockey remember we're in, yeah, New, we're yeah, in yeah. New York City she we're dating she, uh, we're at NYU and she's like let's go to this bar we always hang out with right hang out at or whatever so we walk in there they had an air hockey table and these dudes were like going at it and she's like hey um <laughs> Do you, do you guys mind if, uh, you know, this Wait, I was not this, unbuttoning my top. No, You're over here like I was mind. unbuttoning my top. She's like, do you guys mind if this little girl plays air hockey, <laughs> right? And they're like, whatever, bitch, right? Like all broy. And dude, Renee is wrecking shop on these dudes, getting, and back then I drank beer. She's like, yeah, uh, my boyfriend needs a beer. My boy, and we'll play for a beer. Bro, she she finally was like, fuck it. Like, nobody's going to beat me. And then the dudes were mad. Oh, they were getting pissed, yeah. The dudes were like, no, you got to play again. We got to play again. And I was like, holy crap, dude, my chick's awesome at air hockey. Well, of course, she grew up with an air hockey I had table. a lot of practice. In her middle class life, <laughs> she grew up with. I'm bougie on a budget, baby. I grew up middle class. Okay. I would say that I grew up lower middle class. I was going to say. And you grew I, up upper middle class. Fair so enough. So there's a big gap. Fair enough. Like when we first started dating, like your parents just, they, they just, their whole life revolves around their children. Absolutely. They're everything they ever did, right? And Absolutely. Your dad was like, my, my daughter's going to have. My parents lived for their e children. Everything. Yeah. Right? So, you know. And we debate when it comes to raising our kid. You know, I grew up very hardcore. My, my dad gave me nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Other than, I can't say he didn't give me nothing. Monetarily, he gave me nothing. My father didn't give me any money. Uh, by the time I was 12, 13 years old, I was roofing houses to make my own money. And 13? Oh, yeah, 13 years old. You're 13 up on a roof? Mm-hmm. But my dad put me to work with, with uh, my Uncle Johnny. Would you put your 13-year-old son up on a roof? Yes. You would? Absolutely. But it's, you know, uh, it, it, me and you have these very different upbringings. We had very different upbringings. You know. Which makes for very interesting marital issues. Well, <laughs> no, it does, because, look, when I was growing up, when we went on vacation, we went somewhere where we had a cousin living so that we could stay with them. So I grew up like, you know, that's why I'm so close to Mike and Chile and Mario because if we went to San Antonio to go to the San Antonio Zoo, yeah. we stayed at Mike's house, right? And of course they didn't have a big home. So now all of a sudden we're, we're throwing, you know, a pallet in the living room and, and you, and so by the way, yeah. my mom is one of nine. I have on my mom's side, Good, I, I mean, probably, what, 20 first cousins? 
Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, even your second and third cousins still consider themselves your first cousins. So you have like a gang of people. Uh, so, and then on my dad's side, right, all the first and second cousins were all, I, I graduated GP with seven first cousins. I just remember you and I had been dating for seven years before we got married. And you still had a minimum. No, and on Facebook, I would get messages that would say like, hi, welcome to the family. And I'd be like, who the heck are you? What do you mean, welcome to the family? I've been dating this man for seven and years then, and I don't know who you are. And then you, even though you know, you're know you Mexican-American, you grew up with just your immediate family. Yeah. So, like... Well, no, I mean, I, I went on family vacations with my cousins and stuff too, but it was, it was different. We all got your own hotel rooms. We did. So when we first started living together, bro, like, you know, we live in L.A., so cousins would be like, Steve, we're coming. You know, can we stay with you? And I'm like, yeah, man, crush out here. And we had this tiny one-bedroom apartment, and we and I'd throw a blanket out on the living room, and she'd be like, oh, my God. Tell your cousins to get a hotel. What are these people doing here? Life with you is a bed and breakfast. It is a bed and yes. breakfast. Life with you is definitely a bed and breakfast. Big adjustment for you. Yes. <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> no, because I, I'm used to a little, like you said, I didn't grow up like that. I'm used to a little more privacy and personal space. But she, you know, and she's also like, can they call? Why did they just show up? And I'm like, because I have an open door policy with my family. They know. No, no, I mean, if we're going to have overnight guests, like, I'd like to have clean linens and clean towels and have some food in I've, the house. I've had to learn that. I've had to learn the... I like to prep. I have to set, you know, I have to go check with the warden. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I got to go check with the hotel management. You know, hey, uh, do we have vacancies? Uh, are we allowed well, no, to... Like, no, but sometimes <laughs> we legitimately have to check if we have a vacancy because we are booked solid. But you've come around. You've done, you know... Yes. I, I have prepared myself for spring break through school starting. It is literally like a bed and breakfast and there's guests every but, weekend. But you have a brother and you have a sister. Yes. And your brother and sister, I treat them exactly the same way. I treat your parents exactly the same yes. way. You do not treat my family the same way you treat your family. No, that is so not true. That's look true. At, look at you starting shit. I like to start shit on the podcast. <laughs> Because you keep it's it. A safe zone. It's a safe zone. We're in the bird nest right now. We're we're able to talk. Listen, about, they put things on here I can safely throw. But I mean, her like I grew up so hardcore, where it was I'm on my own, handle your shit, make sacrifices, right? Yeah. And I, we move in together, and then all of a sudden in the mail, we're getting five hundred dollar checks from your parents. $1,000 checks from your parents. Look, they were worried about me with you. And, the, and what, what, dude, her dad would be like, or Renee would be like, deposit it. It's a gift. I'm like, no, dude, a Starbucks gift card for 50 bucks is a gift. This is charity. So every year, I'd come home with the checks, and I'd hand them to my father. Okay, you make it sound like there were like a lot of there checks. Was, there was, over the year. Of, oh, there were not a lot of checks. Five? They they were legitimately Five checks? worried about me. Five checks? No. Right. Oh, and then we'd go home, and then her mom would take her shopping, and then she'd be like, look, my mom was so sweet. She bought me all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> charity again. Charity again. I don't want it. But I, I think that that's why. That was before we were married, though. Well, we didn't get married for. I know we a, we dated for a long time before we got married. A long time. We should talk about that, dude. We dated a long time. No, we should talk about the fact that 
Okay, so it, me and my in-laws, we get along fabulously, actually, and, and we're very lucky that, that your mom is such a great grandmother and your dad is, me and your dad are, have become very good friends, but it, it's been a process. Oh, for sure. And I think part of that process is, is me bringing those checks back and earning his respect because me and him, we grew up very similar. You know, your dad didn't have anything. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, you know, he'd be like, ah, oh, oh, by the way, middle class. Steve, use one of our cars when you come home. Middle class. Just grab one of the cars. You, oh, can, you, like, act, like they're, you act like they're <laughs> Bentleys or something. My, how, my how, dad has like three cars that should have totally been in a He has a drive. classic Cadillac in one of his houses right now. Yes, he does. In one of his houses, okay. right? Yes. He has... Uh, a Chevrolet for the record, high high country for the record, 3500 it's a $90,000 okay. truck $90,000 truck himself a truck that nice until this last year cuz finally i took on the burden of his daughter <laughs> cuz he can fucking afford it dude finally he's like oh my god i don't have to send checks to okay. these fools no, i just want to point out that we are like dissecting my family tree right now you no. said we treat our families you treat no, my family no we're going to get into my so. family too okay, i'm just making sure we're going to dissect equally we're going to get into my family too okay. however i think people are interested in how does that dynamic work with me being the one on stage talking about their daughter oh yeah for sure right for sure and i think that that's uncomfortable to who? To who? To my folks. Why? It doesn't bother me because I know you and I live with you on a daily basis. I know you and I know your heart. But when we first started dating, you and I were living in California. My parents, our families are in Texas. They don't spend a lot of time with us. So a lot of what they are getting and seeing is not actually life with us. It's what they see on stage, what they see in a video, you know? No, and I get that. And, and and so where your comedy started versus where it is now was a little rougher. That was a little tougher for a parent to swallow. I would agree, but a lot of the jokes were about you swallowing. And oh see how I did God, that? See how I did that? Don't set yourself up. You know better. Um <laughs> No, and, and I get that, right? And I and I get that 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 your parents have this feeling of like, oh my God, he's talking about my daughter. And yes, the jokes in the beginning were a little more rough. And I and I think it took you basically telling them, hey, if I don't have a problem with yeah. it. Yeah, they had to hear that a lot. My brother too. They had to hear it a lot that it didn't bother me, that I was okay with it. I think, I think there was a significant portion of time where they felt like they needed to speak up for me on my behalf. And, and, but, 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 uh, yes, and I get that, right? And, well, I get it too, because even, I have girlfriends who even feel that way. So I can understand why my parents would. And I get that, you know, but like I said, so over time, I think that, that our relationship has grown together as a family, right? Yes. And, and family. They needed to see that. Family is very important to me. And, and, and I think that I bring that. And that's the thing about, about mine and your relationship is that we, because I think that we're so, such different people, we bring so many different perspectives to our marriage. Yeah. Right? You know, so... But, uh, we've, but we've also talked about, you and I, how we, sometimes in hindsight, we wish we would have gotten married sooner and not waited seven years. Oh, not because it so much would have made a difference for you and I, but for our families and absolutely. that dynamic. And, and, you know, to get nice pots. 
<laughs> when you do, when you get married, you get nice pots and pans, dude. Nice shit. And if I would have known that there was a bunch of nice shit at weddings, that we would have had, we wouldn't have struggled so much we with all that crap. We need new ones, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we do need new pots and pans. Uh, but I do want to tell the story. So, uh, okay, first of all, dude, you ruin every surprise. If I'm trying to do something nice for Renee, she is such a freaking FBI agent that she will she will fuck up every surprise. One of the surprises you were going to Australia. One of them, like which one? You were going to Australia. So I went yeah. and bought you a Tiffany's necklace to remember me, right? So you wouldn't bone other dudes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not just a nice gift, definitely an ulterior I mean, you were motive. going over there to work with Gerard <laughs> Butler, so... You would have preferred I got a tattoo with your name on my arm. Right, so I put my name on the little thing so that when Gerard Butler's on top of okay. you... Okay, okay. I mean, dude, she's working okay. with the 300 guy, Mr. Abs, in Australia... Uh, so anyway, I'm going to get her this gift. I'm going to surprise her with a, a kind of a going away He's gift. He's clearly not my type, babe. Dude, and... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was good. I'm proud of you. You've gotten funnier. You have to admit that being married to me and being around constant comedians, you've gotten funnier. You Actually, have... one of your cousins told me that. She said, Renee, since you've been married to Steve, you've gotten really funny. Yeah, we do that. We, we, my family does that for our spouses. Um, so I'm going to get her this gift. And first of all, she won't leave me alone a long enough time to go get it. So I'm like, all right. I go, hey, uh, I go, I'll be right back. And then she's like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'll, I'll just be back. I'm going to go get ice. And she's like, ice? We don't need ice. Let me check. We've, uh, we've got ice. I'm like. Which was I'm such like, a like bullshit. What? You couldn't think of anything no. better. It's, How not about? That, it's not that I ruin the surprises. It's such a really terrible act uh, that uh, I'm going to get ice. Or uh, how about. Meanwhile, the, you have to run all the way to Pasadena and, and back. Like, how did you know it was in Pasadena, you savage? Because I know where the store is. Wow. <laughs> Bro, she's like, where are you going? So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm going to Pasadena. I bought you a necklace. Which, by the way, she has never worn it. That's not true. I think Gerard Butler's wearing it as a bracelet <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, so that, okay, so. I gave it to him to remember. So then back. all of my cousins on the Trevino side that were very close to, in my age and that were very close to me, we have this big Christmas Eve party. And most of the proposals happen at that Christmas Eve party, right? I would That's say, like a family thing? Yes. I didn't know that. Who's gotten married at a, Chris, at a Trevino Christmas Eve? Kimberly, Tim. I mean, everybody proposed. So anyway. Oh, I didn't I, know it was like a family And person. by the way, dude, she's so bougie that she was like, she was like, are we getting married or not? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, wor I'm working on it. Well, these are the rings I like. Like, not even go pick out your no, own ring. No, listen, it had been seven years. Let's be She's real. Like, it had been seven years. And I basically said, it's going to happen by the end of this year or it's not. Oh, she did. She put I the said, hammer gonna down. you're going to figure out how to get a ring by the end of the year. She's like, I don't I'm need, tired I don't of living in sin. But you're going to figure I've it out. I've been living in sin. I'm going to cash daddy's checks and leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, dude, is that she has options. And she's always had the options. Women without rich daddies... Sit it there and go, I have to put up with this shit. There's nowhere to go. Nobody's going to bail me out. Renee's my like, my, my, my dad made sure that. He was just sending me a little lifeline. Let me know. Let me know. Hey, you need to leave. I got you, fool. Right? So anyway, dude, I'm like, oh, I'm all nervous about it. And any man that's ever proposed, it is the hardest thing in the world to do. 
Wouldn't you say that I am very fearless? Yes. Almost to anything. Yeah. There's very, there's nothing scares me. Walking on stage, nothing scares me. Yeah. Uh, dentists scare me. <laughs> and then this feeling of having to propose was like, I don't know how you guys were, fellas, but it was nerve wracking, right? So I, I, I buy the ring. And by, by the way, uh, Dad and Sarah uh, helped me buy the ring. And I've got the stupid ring. We're driving from LA. By the way, I've always said that the engagement ring was a man's idea to buy another year. <laughs> you know what I mean? The engagement ring was like, here, can you just shut the fuck up for a year? Here, just shut up. Will this, will this get you off my back for another year at least, right? Because I mean, how many times do you meet people and they're like, we've been engaged for four years. And you're like, well, he's buying time. Um, so we're driving home. Um, from from LA uh, to uh, Tech Corpus to Cor Portland, and then Renee goes, God, I, it's Christmas time. She goes, it's so fucking cheesy that people propose on Christmas Eve. I'm like, oh my God, dude! Like I have this stupid ring. That was the plan, and she's already shitting on it. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, okay. Change of plans. We're not proposing uh, Christmas Eve. So, okay, by the way, so then I, I, at this point, I don't think that her parents uh, still didn't like me. They liked me. They weren't in love with me. So I go up to her dad, um, like you're supposed to, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, Raymond, uh, I'm, you know, I, I bought this ring, and I'm, I'm thinking about marrying your daughter. Most dads are like, oh, my God. Welcome to the family. This is great news. We're going to have a great wedding. Most dads. Uh, her dad goes, oh, well, well, you work hard. That's what he said. Well, you work hard. Which is true. He goes, maybe we should go tell Mary, right? So we walk inside, and I'm like, uh, hey, Mary, um, I got this ring, and I'm, I'm planning on asking uh, Renee to marry me. <laughs> and she literally goes, well, not right away. <laughs> Like, that's what I, yes, that's what I got from my in-laws. He works hard and, well, not right away. Seven years in. I'm like, yeah, we're seven years in. And she's like, can we, can we let Renee think about this shit? I'm sorry, I'm crying. Uh, you're crying because you decided to marry me? Because <laughs> your parents were right? No, because it's really funny. <laughs> So I'm like, I, I mean, we can laugh about it now because they really love you now. But back then, it was still sort of a shit show. I, you know, I didn't even know what to say. Like, I was just like, um, okay, well, I'm, I'm planning on proposing. I, I had nothing. Like, I didn't have anything to no, say. No comeback. <laughs> I was so disappointed in the response. Like, it was heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Because you know, my whole life, I've heard you're not good enough. Yeah. You know, from teachers, from my, my entire life has been, you're not good enough, right? So that was another moment in my life where I'm like, shit, I'm not good enough again. No, like, but I think, you know, I look, I'm not a super lovey-dovey, over-emotional person. I'm a little more reserved. And I think my parents, you know, my parents definitely are as well. I just, I, I don't think. I, I feel bad for you, but it wasn't like, no, don't do it. I just think they didn't know how to respond to the moment. No, that's a horrible answer. What do you mean? 
That's all. You you go, oh my God, welcome to the family. If there's anything we can do to help, we're so happy for you guys. I mean, something. I don't think they got that response from their parents. Are you making, ex and you're I, making excuses? No, I'm just saying like, I don't think they realized how important that, like in hindsight, I don't think they realized how important their response was to that moment. No, maybe, but if you are genuine, genuinely happy about something, right? There is no... Yeah, well, they weren't there yet. But that's okay. <laughs> we got somewhere. They were not happy. And look, most men would have that said... That was... We... Your bachelor party was right before we filmed Grandpa Joe's Son. Yes. Just to, like, put it into timeline perspective of your comedy. So... Why are we going back to the comedy? So that people understand my parents perception with you up until that point like like I said even though we'd been seven dating, years they, they haven't got to know me in seven years when we would come home for a week here and there from, and, from and, California and they would stay in my home our home they didn't get to know that me. helped I remember them coming to visit oh, us which, by and the actually way, staying dude, with us we were like helped. the I don't want them in our house and if they're not married and we can't have them sleeping together blah blah five years later her little sister brings home a boyfriend hey sleep it up you guys <laughs> Why are y'all sleeping in separate rooms? Get in there! Shut your mouth! I'm gonna throw these condoms Shut away! Your mouth. <laughs> You're so absurd. And then you wonder. Um, so then I, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh crap, like she doesn't wanna get, I don't, she doesn't want me to propose. And your grandmother was passing at that time. Yeah. And we go to the hospital. And your grandmother grabs our hands and puts our hands, which by the way, your grandparents always loved me. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons I love Rebecca so much, your little sister, because she's always loved me and I've always loved her and it was never a, who are you? <laughs> I just remember Rebecca, she was so, she was in seventh grade when I met her and she goes, she goes, well, you must be smart because my sister is gonna marry somebody smart. And I was like, I am, I am, <laughs> I'm very intelligent. I can't spell, but I'm very smart. <laughs> um, Google will solve that so problem one day. Your grandmother takes our hands and, and puts them together, and I'm like, yeah. well, maybe now is the time. Like, maybe, maybe I propose now, and then all of a sudden, like, like your dad and mom walk in. I'm like, no, they, they don't deserve. Like, they don't deserve. That the would moment. have been the moment. So then I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna do it then. So then I'm like, hey, um, you know, maybe we should rent. A, a place in, in on the beach. Like, you know, Port Royal in South Texas is like the place, right? And I'm like, hey, I go, why don't we? She's like, that's dumb. No, I just said, why are we gonna spend money when we have your folks' house, my folks' house? We like, have plenty of room and places like, I don't to stay. know, you know, it's nice. We're, you know, we're a couple, you know, maybe I'll fucking propose, you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, no, that's stupid. So now I'm annoyed. And the, the freaking ring's been in my pocket, burning a hole. And then finally, she's bitching about something. And we walk in my mom's house, and I'm like, I need to talk to you. She's like, what? She still hadn't figured it out. She's like, what? I'm like, can you come here? I, I want to tell you something. She's like, wow, I don't know what you want to tell me. Why do I have to go over there? I'm like, fuck it. You want to marry me or not? <laughs> and then she was like, oh my god! Right? And then my mom comes in. My mom, yeah. super dramatic, Nico! Like losing her mind, right? And then that's how our the proposal went down. Because yes. my parents don't like me and they hate me. <laughs> they like me now. 
And, and I think I, I feel they very, love you now. I, I feel very blessed because you know they are wonderful people, and you, you know, know they love you now. You feel loved now. They're wonderful people. They're, uh, <laughs> you didn't answer the question. Me and your dad. Well, but that's what's weird. Like you know, your your dad was kind of the 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 heavy on the whole thing, and now me and him are very close. Yeah. Your in law situation is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, we have to do. Three Christmases, three Thanksgivings, which was fine when it was just the two of us. But now that we have Garrett, it's a little trickier. But even years later, your mom and your dad would still prefer to not be in the same room. Well, and, and people don't realize that, you know, Gregory Portland is a very small place and that my all my all of our parents live in the same town. Yeah. Which a lot of times couples are like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. Right, you go home and you get to see everybody, and I'm like, no, I'm not. You can never make everyone happy. There's no way they're all going to be happy with how you chose to divvy up the time, especially now that there's a grandson. Well, and, and and your parents are very protective of their time because, like you, they they weren't used to the big Christmases and the big Thanksgiving. So yeah, you know, they want to do their own little thing, which is boring for me. I like the circus. Well, but then right? but then your parents want to do two separate. Circuses. I, I mean, it's still hilarious to me that my parents have been divorced for 30 years, maybe more, 30-something years, and they can't be in the same room. Like, it's unbelievable. Well, and even like, for my folks, like, if they want to invite them over, then it's like you're taking sides, right? Right, like so if it's you like, are we going to invite one oh. and not the other, so that you invite both, but then neither one of them is really oh. going to come. And then like, my mom sees my stepmom, very... and she's like, oh, that fucking bitch is here. That bitch is here. I gotta go. I don't want to see that bitch. And you're like, dude, you guys have been divorced. Yeah. For 35 no, years. No, and then if can you be civil? If your mom and I go get a manicure pedicure, and then I don't go do that with your stepmom. Oh, then it's a whole. Then thing. that's a whole thing yeah. too. It's a whole thing. It's I mean, it's tricky to navigate. So it, you know, you've got my mom who is super energetic and likes to be around and likes to shop with you. That's her role. Your mom, your mom always says, you and I are both Virgos. Which by the way, my dad is like, hey, your mom's like your wife and I'm like you and we didn't make it. <laughs> so, so you're not gonna make it, buddy, right? And I'm like, maybe I'm not like you. And maybe my wife's not like my mom. Um, but so you guys totally get along, right? Yeah. And then my stepmom. Well, your mother I, and I share a lot of similar interests and hobbies. Mom is the only one that can buy you something and nail it. <laughs> like my mom's the only one that buys Renee a article of clothing, jewelry. Well, because a lot of times it's something she bought for herself, and then she decided she didn't want to keep it. She's like, "Mija, <laughs> these pumps are eight inches. I'm used to six. You want them? I bought them for me." But I'm yes. not. That's how I inherited a pair of blinged out heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, we got to show a picture of them. Just of so the people heels. Can see. Like, yeah. Oh, she hooked me up with a pair of really cute leopard print ones today, too. I almost wore them, but I thought the leopard print shoes and a leopard print scarf would be too much. So then my mom remarries Arthur Gerber. So my mom is a Gerber now. Yeah. And Arthur is a civil engineer. He's very serious. And uh, he talks like this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's very serious. And, uh, well, that's great. And, uh... Uh, how's things going, Steve, with the comedy career? Uh, that's Arthur, right? Very, very serious. And then my mom is this potty mouth um, diva, uh, seventy-year-old. Fucking shit, Arthur! Like she's always yelling, Arthur. 
Yeah. Fucking shit, Arthur. So Arthur, uh, <laughs> Arthur buys my mom uh, a Christmas gift, and it's big, right? It's big, and it's under the tree. And Arthur's like, Dora, uh, I, I think uh, you're really gonna like this one here, Dora. I put a lot of thought into it, and uh, you're really gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna really do it for you, Dora. He shouldn't have hyped it up so much. He did hype it up. So <laughs> mom's over there in front of because mom's very uh, uh, dramatic, right? And mom has to have the the whole family watching and everybody's over and she starts opening. I think that's where you get it from. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because dad's very quiet. Yeah. It's very serious. Dad's, dad, you know, it, it, I, I remember last year at Schlitterbahn, my nieces go, oh my God, we saw Grandpa Joe smile. <laughs> like, it was a big deal. They were like, oh my God, Grandpa Joe smiled. Right? So mom's like this, you know, she comes out and... That's where you get she, your flair for the dramatic from. She starts opening the gift and... <laughs> The first words out of her mouth, Arthur, what the fuck is this shit? And Arthur goes, uh, well, Dora, it's a cappuccino machine, a, a professional one, high grade commercial uh, <laughs> cappuccino machine. And she goes, why the fuck would you buy me that? You never buy a woman an appliance so then, as a gift. <laughs> so then Arthur goes, well, Dora, uh, uh, you, you know, you, you like cappuccinos. Not to make them, Arthur, <laughs> to buy them, to buy them. And dude, it's like, oh my God, dude, that's my wife. That's Renee. No, that's every woman. Don't buy any woman an appliance for a gift. If you learn nothing else from our podcast, do not buy a woman an appliance as a gift. So that's that's Dora. Yeah. Right? And you guys are thick as thieves. And my family, how does it feel Uh oh. to have a family just accept you? <laughs> oh, it's like, oh. How does it feel me. just to be loved from the get-go? Hush your mouth. Does it feel good? Does it does it build confidence? I don't know. I'm kind of used to it everywhere I go, babe. <laughs> then you got Sarah. Uh, my stepmom is your typical Mexican saint. Well, and then it gets complicated because there's my madrina Angie too. Yeah. You know, madrina and I are very very close. Yeah, and we have to buy a lot of Mother's Day cards on Mother's Day. Yeah. And then you got Joe. But what I do love. So, you know, it's interesting because people always talk about, like, in-laws. I, I think you find things that you love about your in-laws in different ways, you know? Yeah. I, I think we love mom's energy, right? And and mom coming over and uh, her laugh and her her uh, energy. Yeah. Right? That woman um, can shop. She can out-shop me. Anybody. Yes, she can outshop anyone. That is accurate. Yes. Then you got, you know, then you got uh, Arthur, who is always uh, very easy and fun to talk to because he's extremely intelligent. Has a lot of knowledge. Has a lot yeah. of knowledge, and you know, usually, usually and patient, such a like kind he's a very and patient gentle. Man. I learned a lot. Man. I learned a lot watching Arthur. You know, he was such a uh, patient guy, and and you know, very different than my dad. I mean, you know, dad was taking me to the beach to check out chicks and. And Ar Arthur goes to your sister's house and helps the granddaughters with their math. Yeah. You know, Arthur takes me to the beach to check the solidity levels. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, Steve, I bought this solidity. Let's go check it out. Let's see what kind of salt we got in the bay today. You know, that's uh, that's Arthur. And then dad's like, look at that bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice ass, you know. Uh, and I always say that I kind of grew up rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. You know, uh, when like you the think book. about it. And then Sarah is, Sarah prays for us. Um, yes. Sarah's very helpful at the house when it comes to helping him straighten up, and she's very sweet and, and yeah. um, very
very kind. Thoughtful. And, you know, but what I do love about Dad and Sarah is they're never in the way. Yeah. You know, Dad and Sarah have always had the philosophy of, like, you have your life with your wife. And if you need us, we're here for you. Yeah. And if you want us to come over, let us know. Because my dad's very like, hey, you and your wife and your son are your own family. Yeah. And if you need us, we're there for you. And if you want us to come over, let us know. We'll come over. And I love yeah. that about them. They're not intrusive. They're not. Dad doesn't get involved in our marriage, you know. Oh, not at all. No. Let's talk about your parents. But... Oh, back back to my parents. <laughs> but your my parents... parents don't get involved in our marriage either. What is that? Face? But your parents are fun. Uh, your dad's a lot of fun. Uh, they have a lot of energy. They are younger than my parents, yeah. which which helps. Um, they're very good with Garrett. Yeah. Um, and they are over more uh, than I think everybody. Well, not lately. Not lately. Dude, the Ronas freaked your dad out. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad's I think like the Rona freaked a lot of people out. Yeah. Yeah, but your dad's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like. Yeah. You know, but it's funny because your dad and my mom are very similar. I was going to say that earlier. Yes, they are similar personality type. Both they're, they're both the life of the party. And they're both vain. <laughs> they're both vain. Because your dad, your dad sent us the picture. <laughs> he painted his uh, beard because it was white. And he sends us a picture and he's all. Looking like Al Pacino. Yeah. And, and, and your mom sent it, young right? Al Pacino. Yeah, which, by the way, your, your mom thinks it's funny too, which is even funnier. Like your mom's like... On the sly, fucks with people. Well, my parents are high school. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, but mom had sent me a picture earlier. Dad was like putting hair color on her gray roots. He was doing it for her. So then she turned around and, and did, did, his, did, it, did yeah. it for him. But that's, you know, that's another thing that, you know, going back to the beginning of this conversation of, you know, me coming from divorced parents and you having these parents who... Were high school sweethearts. Were high school sweethearts. And, Even before high school, like junior high, I think. My, I think my yeah. mom's like 13. Dude, your dad's gross, dude. Like <laughs> he's only two hooking years up older with a thirteen-year-old. He's like, only like two years older than she. Which, is. by the way, that's why you're I love. You're gross. That's why I am. You're you, gross, and only you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fist bumping you, that. Um, but you know, look, I I, I think that uh, all of our uh, in-laws bring something to the table. Uh, I think there's been challenges. I think that that over the years, your parents have grown to see how much we love each other. Yes. Right? How much we care for each other. Yeah. And, and I think what's important, too, is how, how many people enjoy it. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, but, but, but truth be told, my parents are the ones who deal with the brunt of your jokes for whatever reason. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, that has changed, too, a... because, you know, remember, me and your dad are in Vegas, and he eats the gummy... Yeah. The marijuana gummy. Yeah. And all of a sudden I have this great story about getting high with my father-in-law, but I can't tell it because we weren't sure if he was... Comfortable with it. You know what? I feel like that is the first time that you have ever asked someone if they are okay with you telling a joke on stage. Because it's about them specifically and it could affect his... Because at that time he was still... No, he was. No, he, he was, was retired. retired. Uh, and I, you know, and he owns a business in town, and I didn't want to 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 blow his cover. Even though, come on, does your dad really have a cover? Hush. Everybody kind of knows. Um, but you know, I have this. Well, well, everybody knows now. Well, but he didn't care. <laughs> we've got this across the country. We've got this great. I've got this great story of me and my father-in-law in Vegas, and him eating a gummy, 
specifically a gummy marijuana gummy bear, yeah. and him being so high that he's losing his mind, and then I'm sitting there going, fuck, I can't tell it, right? Yeah. So then I go up to him, and I'm like, Raymond, I, you know, I really want to tell the story about you getting high. He's like, go for it! Go for it, yeah! Which, by the way, now we well, have the... Hadn't you, like, told it once before? Or you, you, had, you had asked him if you could tell it, and he said yes, but... But remember, but he hadn't seen it he yet. He hadn't seen it yet. And right. then you went home and you had his permission to do the joke. So you did the joke. Well, the priest at their church at the time, or the secretary from the church at that time, was at your show and saw it. And my parents run into her in a restaurant having lunch with so, the priest. I, I guess and they uh, like pull my parents over to chat, and she starts asking my dad about the gummy bear joke in so front of the priest. Appar apparently, is that real? Yeah. You like to get high? Yeah, my Which, poor father. Like, by the way, don't even get me started with with the, that priest. Uh, I don't even know if it's that one or not, bro. So he's my favorite. Of course, because he's a dude. It, let me tell you this. When all you and I told Renee, I go watch. When all the men come by after church to shake hands, right, right, he'll grab your hand and he'll move you on, right. He'll be like, "Oh, bless you," and then he moves you on. And then if an, an ugly girl or an old lady comes, he's like, "Okay," he moves them on, right, right, like trips them and like pushes them. Dude, anytime it's a young girl like Renee, a good-looking girl, he's hugging them. Oh, come here! And I'm like, Renee, watch, watch. <laughs> You're just jealous. Which, by the way, how about that one priest uh, before my special? He's in. He's in in your mom's beauty oh, shop. Oh, my mama asked him before you filmed Relatable. First of all, he's getting his eyebrows waxed. This priest. <laughs> he's laid back in the chair, guy, and they're they're <laughs> they're waxing his brows, and I'm and he's like, oh, so you're a comedian? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm a comedian. I'm like, he's like. Oh, maybe I should come to your show and bless your show. And I was like, My mom asked him yes. before we filmed Relatable if he would come and say a blessing for us in the. Group. He goes, Oh no, he's too dirty for me. Oh, but you're you're you tweezing your eyebrows is is okay. <laughs> to but, each their own. But an I f bomb. Understand. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. Um, but here's what we've learned today. Absolutely nothing. Nobody and likes Steve. Everybody likes Renee. Everybody does love you. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> And that's why I love you. Everybody loves you. And I think that because it's this yin and yang, this this ugly, beautiful, this this insecure, confident, I think the whole combo is what's beautiful and what makes us us. We've been so lucky that all of our parents bring something great to our grandchild. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. You know, he is such a loved little boy. Yeah, you know, my, my mom is always sending him gifts and, and you know. Teaches she, him Spanish words. Teaching him, you know. <laughs> what and, did he say the other day? Chingao. <laughs> yeah, he said chingao. And then, my, and then my, dad, my dad and Sarah, you know, dad is, is this, this tough, rough yeah. Vietnam vet. And Gary needs that. that. That, you know, dad, dad'll just give him a look and he's like, what's wrong with grandpa? Is he mad at me? And, you know, so dad has that kind of, yeah. you know, it enforces my discipline kind of, you know, and Sarah's so sweet and your parents, you know, they're, they're young and they're, they want to play and they want to take him to the Tech State Aquarium and they have the energy for him. So we've been yeah. very fortunate in that. And, you know, now that, that we're preggers again, um, which by the way, that's why Renee is wearing a man's shirt. <laughs> Is because <laughs> um, we have not told um, 
Garrett about uh, you being pregnant because last time we told him, he was very excited. And yeah. then obviously um, we ended up with the miscarriage. And then that was such a heavy, heavy-handed conversation. He well, and he's such a bright child, so he knew exactly what. Which, was by going the way, on. he's catching on because the other day he's like, "Mom's boobs are getting fat." <laughs> he did, and I totally <laughs> high-fived him. I'm like, "Yeah, dude," right? Um, so you know, we're we're at that point where you know we got the test back saying that everything is low, low risk. risk uh, which, by the way, I don't think I've cried so much in my life, like. This pregnancy has just been so emotional, you know, and we're yeah. so happy about it. And um, so, you know, we're just having that debate of, you know, when do we tell him? We're getting know? to the point where we're going to have to. Yeah, he's going to be like, yeah. yo, dude, mom needs to lay off the tacos, dad. But, but, the, but the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the hard part was all the questions he was asking afterwards and both of us having to relive that emotionally and be really strong and clear and simple about it in our explanations to him. That so, was I mean, we, we have been kind of teasing it and, you know, we're like, hey, you know, we've been praying for a, a, a brother or sister for you. And he's like, brother. Because he's been saying he doesn't want one. Oh, he tells me, he's like, I pray for a brother. <laughs> you know, and it's really sweet because he goes, dad, that way mom has three boys to protect her. That's what he told me the other night at bedtime. And he said, stuff like that. We're like, three boys <gasps> to protect you. <gasps> but, you know, so we're trying to tell him, right, you know, we just want healthy and we just, you know, yeah. we never know what it's going to be. Are you going to be a good brother and blah, blah. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, very soon we'll be telling him and we can talk about it here on the podcast about how he reacted, you know, what, what, and, and look. I kind of want to get it on video. Maybe. Us, just to see his Maybe reaction. we'll do it on video. We got to think you know? of a cute way to, I want to think of a cute way to, to tell him. Yeah, we can do that. We should talk about that. We can do that. So we'll see, man. We're, a way we're, to make it fun and exciting for him. But, but you know, it is scary because last time we were past this point when yeah. you had we had the We had the low-risk results last time, Yeah, too. we got the yeah. low-risk results, and then boom, here we So it's scary, man, and we, we've been very, uh, uh, which, by the way, when you have a, a, a fi almost five-year-old, you never have time to talk. Like, it's not like we can talk about it because... I know, I, we've been trying to talk for five days about whether or not we're going to go to Houston with you. And, like, and then, we can't so, even... Because I don't want to talk about it in front of him. I think that's why we need the podcast. And, like. That's why we need the podcast. So we can talk. We can actually have time to yes, talk. Yes, yeah. Face um, to face. Well, this has been another episode. I, I think I... Oh, I want to say... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did cut you off because I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's listening. It's been really surprising and wonderful and it's cool. Been, man, like I said, it's it's been overwhelming and the fact that people even care, it to me is um, unbelievable. Like it's just, and so thank you all and, and please continue to share. Subscribe. Like, subscribe. Hit, hit the subscribe button. Please, you know, um, and let people know about us and, and let's, let's, I know, like I said, we're late to the podcast game, but but help us, please, and, and help us make this um, People are, successful. people are sharing it. Because we're enjoying it. Yeah. We're enjoying it. So. You know, yeah. It's fun. So, you know, a lot of times you guys say, oh, you know, Steve and Renee, you know, you help us in our marriage. You guys have no idea how much you help us in our marriage. So uh, that was another episode of Steve Trevino and his Captain Evil. Um, thank you so much. you have anything else to say? That's it. Just big thank yous. Awesome. Uh, I love your pregnancy boobs. Um, <laughs> and maybe we'll show those later. But... No, we will not. <laughs> We're out.